candy and Dan, two peas in a can, sharing some thoughts on internet land. Randy's not here, but kids, don't you fear? This is the wheel of Randy. Thank you, Jason Parton. That was just lovely. Well, folks, we're back. It is season three of Wheel of Randy, your favorite Randy Newman podcast. And just like every other show, season three means new theme music. And since Aretha Franklin is dead, I guess that means it's up to you. If you want to record a theme song to Wheel of Randy or to any of our bumpers, hit me up. Wheel of Randy is part of the Good Trash Media Network, and let's start the show! This is the Wheel of Randy. I'm drinking, uh, uh, very annoying like I am on my own podcast. Uh, I'm taking advantage of the fact that, uh, you know, you don't know, you know, we haven't done podcasts together nope. to drink. I, I'm doing that myself. Yeah, I'm drinking a little uh, protein drink, which could drive which could drive Josh crazy because I do make a lot of mouth noises. Well, I I think what drives Josh crazy is you pointing out that you're drinking more so than the drinking. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a it's a solid point, but like this sound he wouldn't like. No, no, no. That would he, he would call you out on that. I've often wondered how much editing there is in the show. I guess I'm about to find out. Uh, well, no. Well, uh, well, you have to. I have to get a tissue. Hold on. Sure. Uh, I got one. That wasn't too hard. Uh, no, no. Uh, I have learned to try to uh, not go down certain um, annoying highways, which was hmm. my name. My first album. Yes. <laughs> annoying highways. I'm getting the lyrics up now of the song. Anyway, this isn't my show. You do it. You take it away. You introduce it. Take Ladies it and gentlemen, my guest today, a very special guest today, he is considered the funniest comedian in Western civilization. You may know him from his roles on Everybody Loves Raymond and, uh, and clubs and colleges that were connected to Everybody Loves Raymond. Please welcome... My guest, Andy Killer. Thank you. Uh, why am I saying thank you? Hello, Andy. <laughs> what a thrill it is because to you, have you on. You bought into the entire uh, deal. <laughs> well, you are you are a, a, a showbiz natural. And for, for the first time ever, I feel at ease at my in my own show. So oh, that good. was a wonderful introduction. Oh, that's very nice. Uh, folks, if you don't know Andy, you are in for a treat. Join the club. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I, first question right off right off the bat, Andy. Everyone wants to know. What, what's wrong with the world? <laughs> um, in the context of why are you not insanely rich and famous? Oh, I think the reason why... Uh, I don't know. I, because I'm in therapy and I've been in therapy for five years, I have, and maybe because I've aged, I don't. Now, when you say you've been in therapy for five years, that does not mean the five years you've been doing the Thought Spiral podcast. Yeah. You're, since... you're not counting that as your therapy. No, 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 no. Okay, that's okay, unofficial. Okay. That's unofficial. I wouldn't go to him. It's too cruel. It's too mean. He's yeah, too he, in your face. He tells it like it is. No, he doesn't. He tells it. 
he tries to make you feel less than. He told me that's his that is his actual uh, school of psychology. You know he, what? If, and and true. we we know he's not going to listen to this, so I can tell you this. When I had him on my show at the end, of the, <laughs> at the end of it, he said, "Dan, that was the least funny I've ever been." <laughs> <laughs> he, he's so, the, he's he's hard on himself. No, I th- I think he was saying that I bring out the worst in people. That's no, that's how you took it. You're hard yeah. on yourself. No, he was trying to say, "Look, I I didn't bring it today." But you know, comics always think they've done poorly. I being known as the world and considered the world's greatest comedian, I am very comfortable. I'm sorry. Uh, that was my ego guy. <laughs> but anyway, let me answer your question, though, because I uh, uh, one of the, my problems is that I have a short-term memory issue. As you, if you listen to the podcast, you'll know. Uh, you have so, been reminded of recurring yes. themes from time to time, yes. That's the only recurring theme, is the loss of my, uh, is this slow... Let me, you know how they say, let no, me no, slide. There, there, there's another one. What's that? Da, 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 da. <laughs> well, you know how they say slide. I'm making notes during the show. If I come up with something good, it's mine. All right. All right. You know how they say you can slide, uh, slide into my DMs. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard that one? Indirectly. Yes. Well, I don't mean it sexually. Well, of course not. Well, everything I do mean slightly sexually slide into your DMs. And so what I think on the show, I think people have been able to see me slide into dementia. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, here's the point. Uh, to answer your question in a serious way, uh, because I'm 65 and I've, uh, I'm over the shock of AARP and all that kind of stuff. Right, right, right. Uh, I really don't think about how successful I, I mean, I mean, obviously we all, the wonderful thing about getting older and just being a human being is you can feel envy at any age and rage and all that kind of stuff. But I don't, I no longer think that my career needs to be somewhere different because I'm happy doing what I'm doing. And maybe it's the pandemic as well. Yeah, sure. I, I, I'm, I'm sure you're not feeling the pressure to, to, to rush out there and, and get on stage. Well, I'm not, I'm feeling the opposite of that. I don't yeah. want to get on stage, but I do feel the, I feel comfortable in my own skin. Uh, and I think that I, yeah, so I, it's like, it's, it's just like, I don't have a desire to, to right now do the, uh, the Andy Kindler show or the Andy Kindler, the mind of Andy Kindler with Andy Kindler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think that is, I think, but the thing is, I don't, uh, I, so anyway, I'm putting a positive spin on my career. Folks, at some uh, point, we'll introduce you to who we're talking to. But let's okay. Why don't you do that? You can you can do it any way you want. Well, I'll 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 I'll, I'll just throw out your credits. You mentioned Raymond. Uh, you're uh, Mort on Bob's Burgers. I am Mort on Bob's Burgers. I mean, uh, Dad, this, maybe the, this is what Josh was upset about: is you destroying somehow destroying you? We're an adversary now, in a way. Oh, I'd hate to think that. <laughs> oh, sorry. That weak attempt at humor. I, the 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 Bob's Burger movie trailer drops tonight. Will it be? Will Mort be included? Everyone wants to know. I I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it. Are, but I'm are, in the movie. Are they saving it for the 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 spinoff, or, or is it like the the Marvel universe? Mort's going to get three or four well, features of his own here. In a I can't while. talk about it with you, Dan, because it's uh, ongoing. 
And no one listens to this. Come on, this is basically. I really can't. This is when. This is what. This is what you say when when you don't have anything to report. No, <laughs> I am in the movie, and I okay. have one. Lo- and I have one line, and everybody uh, that I know, I work. I think one line or two lines. Whatever. Everybody that you've seen on the show, I believe, is in the movie. And it's it's quite a list, yeah. Yeah, so I think everybody has. I mean, this is the way I justify. I mean, I'm thrilled to be. But I think they did a great job of making sure everybody was in it. But it's not. It's not. I thought it would be the uh, weekend at Mort's part two. <laughs> that sounds like you've seen the show. I, I have. I, I remember you, you you delivered the word tumors very very funny in a very very <laughs> funny way. Well, thank you. I, I do uh, pride myself on something. <laughs> on something. Uh, the other thing of, of of yours that I love is is your your annual uh takedown of the industry over at just for laughs for many many years you did the 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 state of the industry address uh which for people who haven't seen it what would you describe it as an industry-wide roast just take i think it's exactly that i mean you could call me an ombudsman and some people have and i i've liked it so i kind of is that the right word i'm omnibus why you say it ombudsman Yeah. Mm yeah Mm. No, so it's kind of like I'm keeping the uh, like Anderson Cooper says, uh, much to my chagrin because it's so hacky. Keeping them honest, keeping them honest. I hate that so much. I hate cable news so much. Keeping them honest. I uh, that's what I kind of do up there in Montreal every year. I used to keep them on. I mean, you you have talked about it like it's in the past, but the truth is that it is. Uh, uh, could still continue if I ever leave the house again. But the last time I did, last year we missed doing it for the first time and I did the year before remotely. Right. Uh, but it was, I've been doing it since 1995, kind of roasting the industry and uh, <clears throat> complaining. Sorry, I cleared my throat. But nicely, I cleared my throat into the mic. Yes, yes. That, that's that, that, that's good <clears throat> diaphragm work there. You yeah, it really is. Well, yeah. It really is. If you need to get that wild me clearing my throat or you I, want to get that for room tone I, I i may loop that yeah okay uh yeah since 1995 is there an archive of those anywhere because i can't seem to find them the first one was put out as a special cd and uh, i don't think it's expensive <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I just realized i wonder if you can still get it, it was through comedy dynamics i released and then so the plan was to release futures but the thing about it is a lot of it is, it's not like I'm afraid to re- release it, but a lot, of, it would be a lot of work that I don't, can't do right now. But also a lot of it is, uh, you could take a lot of the jokes and they would still work today, but then some of them are so specific to the time period. Sure. You know? And and I think, you know, we, we civilians are, are definitely not the, the target audience for that. We we appreciate it, but there's, there's very much a, uh, the, you know, going after people in the industry there's there's a lot of yeah uh, but it's not so inside i mean it's usually like the things that people remember from it are like uh you know me offering a million dollars for Whoopi goldberg of any evidence of her being funny and you know all these <laughs> you know jokes about uh tim allen he's laughing all the way to the bank it would be more impressive if on the way to the bank he made people laugh you know so it's like but it's yeah and and then 15 16 years of leno material just uh, they actually requested i do less leno material you know leno has a leno has a car that runs on all the dreams of comedians he's crushed 
<laughs> See? Now you would be on the side of do more of them. Yeah, I but but feel free to touch your lino material money, Andy. I don't don't well, just leave it sitting there. Well, that's the thing. I can't write that now. It's it's so old. It's I know. I just know. Well, I used to think he has a big warehouse of. Uh, well, he won the Mark Twain Award, and that's he's very similar to Mark Twain because Mark Twain. A lot of people don't know this. He had an exotic collection of steamboats. <laughs> Mark Twain that he kept in a huge garage. Yeah, yeah, he's something. He's something. He's something. David Copperfield. David Copperfield's in the news. I just realized David Copperfield might not be Mark Twain, right? Yeah, he might not. I do have a Mark Twain story. But wait, 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 who's David Copperfield? David Cop- Dickens? Yeah, well, he was Dickens and then, then the magician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and who did Consider Yourself? Boo-boo! With Fagin and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was from Oliver, the, the movie that beat 2001 at the Oscars. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> but you know, the thing is, I've always said about 2001... Not not so commercial. Wasn't so commercial. <laughs> Didn't have that Jaws feeling. I loved it. I'm just being. I'm pretending to be someone who's a uh, judgmental TV critic. I, I I I appreciate that one a lot more as I get older. When I was 14 or 15, I was watching it with my folks. I said I don't get it, and my dad said, uh, "Well, in '68, my secretary would." Uh, go to see it every weekend and she'd just get stoned out of her mind in the theater and for some reason it makes sense to her. Right. I mean it's like watching Citizen Kane. Nobody actually sees it. No one watches it all the way. That's right. Well that's right. Well that's right, Zozo. That's right. <laughs> I forgot that's right. who was in Citizen Kane. Look, Janie, you can't play the piano. You you're horrible, Janie. You're hor I, I think you're the you ruined the Mr. Janie? I don't know if there is a Janie. What, what movie are we talking about again, Andy? Uh, Wonderful Life. Oh. Was that? Yeah, yeah. Wonderful Life. <laughs> I, I must have misheard you the first time around. Ah! <laughs> oh. oh, I find Jimmy Stewart. Yes, that's a lovely Jimmy Stewart. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. All right. Be, Thank be, you. Before oh, we get I'm ready come... to go. I'm ready to go or not go. Well, yeah, let's... Uh... We don't have to dive in, or I could dive in. Well, we're, we're, we're about to dive. Uh, I do want to spend an, a one minute. We've referenced whatever you want. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be interrupting you. Sorry. So far, so good, Andy. You're being, you're being the, the, the model guest here. Uh, Thought Spiral is released every Monday. It's you and J. Elvis Weinstein. Um, it is the highlight of my Mondays. Some, some weeks I'm not ready to, to, to get up and go to work, but then I remember it's Monday. And I've got two more hours of you guys. Oh, that, see, that's, that's what I've been, you know, I, I get almost misty-eyed about that because that's what I hope. I mean, I, you can't think about that too much because then you start thinking about people need me to get through their Monday. Oh, yeah. And then you so, put pressure on yourself. Yeah, you don't need that pressure on yourself. In yeah. fact, and I say this with total love, I was never happier than when you two guys took a break a few months ago. Oh, why, but, but why was that? Because you had be, been... Well, out? because uh, because I knew then you weren't doing it out of obligation. That when you were ready to come back, you were ready to come back. Right, right. And it wasn't yeah. feeling that that uh, oh, uh, Dan Wade and and Television Savalas and and, and <laughs> Seth Dick the Third need me, so I'm gonna. Well, I think most of those people aren't real, right? No, no, they're not real. <laughs> I, I mean, they're I, real people, but they're personas. The way I describe. 
thought spiral to people is you're in a diner. Do you remember diners? Yeah. Well, I remember the movie Diner, and of course, I remember diners. Yeah. And I'm from New York. You sit down, and the people in the booth behind you are having the most wonderful conversation that you want to stay there until they leave. And you, even though you order your regular, you don't eat your chips because that crunch <laughs> would keep you from hearing the people behind. That is so cool. Uh, that is a very nice thing to say. I, you're, you're just, you're just to the uh, the gentlest souls and and you're you're just naturally funny you're not out there to try to impress anybody um, and it's just it, it, it's... i think we're trying to impress it. i think we're trying to entertain each other during the uh, podcast I, th- I think that's a healthy way to do it yeah yeah um, and uh i think you're right now, which uh, leads to the question who am i trying to entertain people <laughs> well you're into well you're doing you're you're doing something that's very important Oh You're yes, focusing. And I'm I'm truly doing the Lord's work, Andy. It's not well. I can't think. I think of any more Lord-like persona than uh, Randy Newman. He is the man. Even though I think he's an atheist, but uh, I'm. Uh, in fact, that song, uh, the song "Old Man," I think depressed me for about three years. Oh man, old man, old man is the reason I could not introduce my dad to Randy Newman. I was like, I don't want you to hear this and get the wrong impression. Yeah. And well, so it's it like, wasn't until my, my dad passed that I even thought about doing this, this, this podcast. And it's because of old man. It's just so bleak. It's so bleak. And uh, well, do you know, I mean, you probably have dealt with that particular song. Do you know that it, I never found out any specifics about writing? I don't know if there are specifics you can find out. Like that's not written about someone specific. It's not written about, but it sounds like someone specific. I, I, I know I, I was surprised um, when, when I first started doing this. I, I didn't know anything about you know the man himself. I didn't. There's one biography about him, and I made myself not read it because I wanted the music to kind of speak for itself. But finally, I broke down and read it. And he and his father got along great. His right. father, his father was around until like ten years ago, and he has oh, yeah. at least did... three songs about these. Old horribly men. tense father-son relationships what's the what's the other ones uh off of that first one uh, home I, again and streets are not much cleaner oh god oh uh, oh i uh, love that album is that the one that is van dyke yeah it sounds like van dyke's parks is yeah, yeah i didn't realize see i read about that recently and i was like oh my god i never thought about that that album sounded so different but it was amazing it did it worked everything it, worked it did, it that. did. And and then uh some of his I his love old... your mother. That's not that one, right? No, no. I love your I... brother. Did you know apparently, and you and I are the last people who haven't seen that Beatles special. Apparently right. apparently in the notes they uh talk about a session where they sang that song, Love Story Me and You. That's what was that? That apparently the Beatles sang I love your brother, I love your mother. Uh, there's oh, there's they, no re- there's no recording of it, but in the notes for that special, they talk about how that was one of the things that they sang. You they mean they sang that. his song? Yeah, they sang his song. Uh, oh, that is so cool! Oh, that is unbelievable! Yeah, the 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 the, the Randy News Group was talking about how it got got mentioned, so everyone's very excited about that. And now it's one more white whale out there. People are going to be digging through the tapes trying to find. Uh, trying to find love story, you and me. 
Um, right. But, but I guess, you know, there's the Harry Nilsson connection that Harry and, and John Lennon were really tight and, you know, Harry and, and Randy were. You know, I didn't know close. Harry and Randy were tight. Yeah, there, there's an entire album of Harry singing Randy songs. Uh, it's called Nilsson oh. Sings Newman. And it's, it's just lovely. It's That's just so funny because my friend, who's an old friend of mine from college, produced an album of people singing Nielsen songs, like Amy Mann's on it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really good. And it's not Nielsen Schmielsen, because I know that's something that's an actual album, but <laughs> yeah, it, it is, uh, it's very good. It's really good. I'll check that I out. I didn't know. See, this is the thing. It's like, I used to think I knew a lot about nothing, actually, but I'm <laughs> from the pre- google days so you know you'd memorize that eddie haskell went to vietnam you memorize, and so it's like i was always such a huge fan of randy newman but um, this is sort of, i'll give you an example of a story that's going to sound so self-serving because it is self-serving but i was a huge fan of rem and one time uh like in 91 or 92 when i they had the the um the show in la uh, called Luna Park Uncabaret, which was a really great alternative room in the 90s. Okay. Uh, so uh, it was maybe the early, yeah, maybe the mid-90s. So I had talked about being a musician during my act. And me- you know Meryl Marco? No. Meryl Marco is a very funny writer. She was the creator of Letterman with Letterman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, uh, she comes up to me. And I talked about being a musician and all these horrible bands I was in. So she comes up and she says, oh, here's my friend. And, and you know, you've both been in bands. And I said, oh, what band, are, what band are you in? He says, R.E.M. Oh, it was Mike Mills. No. And it just shows you that how different, like I was a Randy Newman fanatic and I was, well, I was an R.E.M. fanatic, but I never, for some reason, I never had a visual my my connection to them, even though they were on music videos and everything and all that, was still kind of ethereal in my mind. Still, and so yet they were like my favorite group at the time. And here's Mike Mills, but they they weren't. It's like they weren't like. Uh, that's not what they were kind of about in a way. Like uh, except for Michael Stipe, maybe people. But it's just the way I listen to music. So I was obsessed with Randy my whole life, and almost met him once because he was at my ear, nose, and throat man's waiting room, and I didn't get a chance. I mean, I just didn't do it, but and he's somebody who I've been a fan of since 19, not since the first album, but since uh, I heard all that stuff, probably 1974, 75, I heard okay. Guilty yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it, it's funny that I, the, the information age has, has changed our relationship to things, and it's it's so much harder for the music or the art to just stand for itself anymore. Yes, because and it's also so the, easy the, to yeah. find out backstory, uh, and it's so easy to spend three years breaking things down song by song. That's just it would have been unheard of. Yeah, but like I say, I'm a Dylan a Dylan fanatic, so I, you know, to me, uh, Mr. Tambourine Man is absolutely about LSD. So the fact that Dylan says it's not about LSD, that's not how I see it because I experienced it. But the point is. Who knows? I mean, Dylan would lie about it. He would lie anyway. If it was about, it's not about drugs. It's not about drugs. Right? <laughs> well, you but, know, he, he lied about, you know, uh, all, living on the rails. And he lied Right. About- I'm from, yeah. Yeah. Warren Zevon said that once he had, you know, he learned not, I love this story. He was on Letterman. He said, learn not to have small talk 
with Bob Dylan because he said, uh, Bob, what you been doing? He goes, I've been traveling. <laughs> so and I used to be more enamored with the fact that he wouldn't answer questions. But now it's like, I think that song is about uh, that kind of experience, whether he even knew it was about that. In other words, it's like, it's like I have this thing about music where once, well, I am a songwriter, but don't, please don't mention it. Uh, uh, funny where, you should mention that. That may come up in a little while. Yeah, so the songwriting, once you've written the song, the song really doesn't in a way belong to the songwriter anymore. Uh, even though they can tell you exactly what they meant, it kind of, uh, when I was in college, I could feel, you know, that line about my boot heels to be wandering. I mean, it just, it just was like, but, uh, but that being said, he could have been writing it about uh, a tambourine man. But what matters is, is your relationship to it. Right. And that's the thing about the Randy Newman thing is like, I, he was, I would say my hero in terms of like capturing humor. Everything seems so funny to me in his songs. And one time I saw him, you know, you've seen that thing where it's like a documentary film thing about him. Yeah. I am unfortunately Randy Newman. Yeah. And he brings on Lenny Warwicker and yeah, yeah, yeah. Russ Tittleman goes, well, it was a big mistake bringing you guys out here. I mean, the guy is incredibly funny. You know, I always think like he could have cheapened it. If he wants to cheapen it, he could be a great stand-up. Right. <laughs> but so anyway, the point I was like, I, I still don't listen to lyrics. Um, I still listen to lyrics in a open-ended way. My mind, you know, doesn't go to define it so sometimes like the thing that's amazing about Ray Newman is these images that can stand in your mind from the first time you heard them they still have that same mystery to them you know yeah and, he, uh, is, he is intentionally vague um I d- just like REM is intentionally vague with their lyrics I think yeah. Rand- Randy is intentionally vague with the spirit in which you take the song that's exactly right that is a, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's why you, you're the person who's doing the wheel of Randy. Yeah, we're, 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 we're going to make a clip out of that because that just kind of came to me out of the blue. It, it, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> it is, it's perfect. And, and, and the it's thing is, because of that that it's so easy, uh, it's so easy for him to be misunderstood. Uh, I, it, it would be has easy. he been misunderstood? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it, for, all right, first of all, it's very I mean, good old boys. Yeah, I, the 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 whole the whole thing. Oh, short with, people too, probably. Yeah, short short people, and the the song we don't talk about on Good Old Boys. Dan doesn't talk about rednecks. That that's a podcast right. policy. Yeah, and then well, that's um, fine. I mean, we should but, probably but he, shouldn't we shouldn't talk about it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> because it stands. How much more justice could we do than the song? Yeah, which you could never do probably now, but which is fine. Oh, you're talking about it. <laughs> oh, talking uh, about but, the song. Yeah, but e- e- okay. even some, even some. There's more. Benign. Oh, you can't, Dan. You can't be that. You're not going to be able to. You have to edit that kind of thing out because everyone's going to do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> everyone's yeah. obsessed with that song. It it it's it's a running joke that that people bring that Don't song bring up, it up and I keep deflecting and I keep deflecting. Well, you know what? Deflect it off. But here's the thing. Everything on Good Old Boy, because I know that the song I'm doing is from Good Old Boys. Yep. Mm-hmm. And everything on that album to me plays not no, not you know that song is very specific. You're not supposed to like that guy, you're supposed to hate that guy. Sure. But the other songs are not that way. 
you know, uh, with her hair piled up high. It's like, that's why he is a genius because he is conveying the beauty of the images. The yeah. images are beautiful, even though on another level, they're hor- horrible, you know, and sarcastic and, uh, you know, about slavery. Right. You know, right. I, I probably heard Salaway 20 times before I had, I would have had to have read an article to figure out that it was about, you know, because I, I don't listen to words that specifically until I hear a song a lot of times. You know, it was probably the second time around I happened to be flipping through the liner notes uh, and it, yeah. it, it gave it away. I probably would have been with you 20 times. Uh, I would have like so many people treated this as this nice patriotic song and <laughs> and not gotten the slavery angle from it uh, right but even the but you know even like the first time you hear it won't have to run through the jungle and scuff up your feet so like the you know you he right i think you get it the first time that there's something off not off but there's something different about what you're listening to which i think most great music is that way if it's immediately accessible it you can get tired of it quick you okay, know he but, really introduces but, you into his world but that requires that you listen, that, that when you listen, you're on guard. So many times when we're, when we're interacting with, with a singer, uh, we trust them implicitly. We don't expect to be tricked. I and, think that's true. And Randy's true. out there to trick us uh, three times out of ten. Well, that's also true with uh, some hip-hop music and stuff where, uh, well, I would wonder sometimes, like, is the voice in the hip-hop well, it depends on because some of the like, I used to do a bit about some of the, uh, you know, you know, they were doing this whole thing where they were trying to arrest people for their rap lyrics. Right. And so I would my joke was that there's sometimes it's too specific. And, the, you know, it's like, the, you'll never see the body. I left it behind the door. Check out the mailbox. There's a <laughs> cue for you. More. you know, it's like I killed that guy. And I'm not even saying it right. I killed that guy at nine o'clock. So, you know. You didn't see the other bodies I left on the floor. So anyway, that was what it was. But obviously, I don't remember it that well. I'm still nervous about doing comedy at my age. It's terrible. All right. Well, we've danced around it long enough. Tell us what song you brought to the show, Andy. I I brought to the show. Oh, by the way, while I tell you which song I brought to the show, I also want to say that um, Randy Newman has been like my, uh, I can't think of anybody I love more than, I mean, there's, there's a group of people I love, Bob Dylan, Randy Newman, R.E.M., the Beatles. So, but um, of those people, I just love his voice so much. And as a singer, songwriter, guitarist, his voice kind of really screwed me up because, so. because if I sing this, if I'm going, I'm behind the smoke, if I, I do. I don't know where he got that from. It sounds bluesy, but it sounds natural from him. But if I try and do it, it sounds like I'm. Uh, it's like my father said once when I was writing songs. He goes, "Why are you singing? I go on the wall, the show on the wall." You know, because you listen to, like, you listen to the way people voice rock things, and so you're kind of like, "Where did Randy Newman get that voice from?" Well, you know, I, I think that's the difference between Randy Newman and, and like, you know, Fogarty, you know. Fogarty from Oakland trying to put on this weird Louisiana accent. Yes, yes. Is that true that he's from Oakland? Yeah. I never I, realized that it did bother me. Out on the bayou. But Randy uh, grew up in L.A., spent his summers in New Orleans. 
Because ah. his, his mother's family was from uh, Southern Mississippi. And then, yeah. so he got it from that and the music too, yeah. probably, mm-hmm. that he loved. But he doesn't, but he, the thing that's so genius about it is that if I listen to this, uh, I picked wedding, a wedding in Cherokee County. There we go. Okay, I know I'm bad with you. know, I bury the lead. <laughs> Andy, let's pause real quick, folks. I uh, yeah. obviously don't have the rights to this, so pause this and go listen to Wedding in Cherokee County. This is off the album Good Old Boys. And every time we have a Good Old Boys song on here, I say, don't just start the album up cold. <laughs> No, no, you go to this. Uh, you go to the specific song. Go to go to the specific song because track one is uh, wow. Um, so, wedding in Cherokee County. Take a listen to that. Listen once or twice, and we will be right back. Dan way, Dan way, Dan way, Dan way. Is that Dan way? Dan way, Dan way, Dan way, Dan way, Dan way, Dan way, Dan way. All right, Andy, I'm so glad you picked a funny one because this is uh, <laughs> one of the funniest ones he ever wrote. It's one of the funniest ones he, he ever wrote, and it is just jam. The thing is, the, the song works on every single level to me. It's one of those songs that it sounds like uh, he's building to the melody almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, she, and it's like, it keeps building, it keeps building, it keeps building, and it never really stops building. Yeah. I you mean, know? not, 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 not to, to give anything away here, but uh, it, in, in this first verse, uh, it, he, he does three syllables to a line. There she is. And then by the end, that same amount of time, he's saying, uh, and all the people from the village will be there. He's packing that same number. He's packing yes. 20 syllables into what started as three syllables at the start of the song. Yeah, And, the thing and is, it's not like, in a frenetic way. It's just as no. the song gets more and more complicated, it, it naturally, the, the, the lyrics start growing out of control. Yeah, and you know, it's like... Um... When I first, you know, I had to actually go to the lyrics to call up the lyrics because there's, it's just one of those things, the way I listen to music and, be, and I grew up before Google, I never would look to see. So I never knew that, um, man, I know, I know, man, don't you think I know she hates me, man? You know, I never knew that that's what that was. Uh, man, don't you think I know that she's no good? Yeah. Uh, so it's like, but he doesn't sing. I don't want to sound like one of these people who criticize. I used to have a landlord who hated all the movies from James Dean forward because he was hard of hearing. Okay. It's like, and he was actually mad. Why do they have to talk? Why are they mumbling? So it's like, I don't want to sound like they, I can't hear them singing their words, but there is something to Randy's voice that is true, like jazz and all these things that, and soul, but also country. I don't even know how to, how, to, how to describe it, but it uh, you can hear the words. It just takes you a little while sometimes on some of them. Yeah. You know, and so it's very clear. <laughs> I love the part where in the first verse, he goes, uh, she don't say nothing. She don't do nothing. She don't feel nothing. She don't know nothing. Maybe she's crazy. I don't know. Maybe that's why I love her so. It's like the thing that's amazing to it is that amazing to me is like I get I see this as a love song. No matter how many times I've listened to it, 
It's still a love song to me. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that's also confusing in a way because he's got songs like uh, one about Alabama, oh, Birmingham, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is making fun of Birmingham. Oh, sure. But he also, you kind of want to see that big dog Dan. I mean, it's like there's a there's a pleasantness to the entire album, to all of the songs, except the ones that are obvious. Yeah. Let, let me get your background you, here. It, you go. You go, Dan. It's 1972. Where are you? Upstate New York at this point? No, I what? went to, I'm in, uh, I'm a sophomore in, uh, in high school. Sophomore in high school. Okay. I didn't hear it then. I didn't hear Rand Newman until 75. I, it seems like this is an era where where so many people were were kind of culturally obsessed with the South. You know, we we, we talked about Elton John. Yeah, with Elton John. You know, we we talked about Fogarty. Uh, we talked about you know you know Leonard Skinner is is this 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 same kind of era where I I I don't know if it's because uh, because there was so much news coming from the deep south that there was so much turmoil coming from the deep south that 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 people uh you know on the coast were fascinated with it i grew up in alabama um oh wow as as my accent gives away obviously but really no i've i've worked very hard on it but uh i i think that southerners see this this album very differently than 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 folks from New York or California. Uh, in the same way that like people from Nashville, the way that they look at Altman's you know, Nashville in a very different way than the rest of the country. Um, he does a better job at portraying the South than a lot of those those other acts do. And I think part of that is because he has that New Orleans credibility. Uh, but you're right. You know, there's a charm to this this mean old dog there's this there's this charm to uh to marie and and the lovely way that she puts her hair up oh i think that yeah now, the other thing is this it's like i of course you don't know i don't know Randall, but the thing is he's not like a new york comic coming down south and talking about the uh you know the hicks you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah he what he didn't have his his uh animus or his and the, or the things he had to say came from history so it was like and that's the thing that he weaves in back and forth like you know uh in the one song that we're not supposed to talk about a college man from lsu went in dumb came out dumb too Mm -hmm. now that's one of my favorite lines from when i was a kid but i would imagine if you're from the south because you see so many people who just think if you're from the south you're an idiot you know or you're you're a hillbilly I think, and I'm I'm treading in dangerous territory here. Uh, I think the most powerful line in that song to me is, "We're too dumb to make it in no northern town." Oh, that's right. Yeah, that is yeah. absolutely pounded into you in the south. <laughs> that, but you see, that's the thing. Look, go go to a nice SEC school. If you make it big, you can go to Atlanta. Uh, but you know, don't don't think that you're any smarter than you actually are. Well, you know, I would make the argument that that's not even his judgment. No, like, it's not. That it comes out of his mouth and his art. Yeah. So he's in the he's heard a southern guy say it's like a it's like a great writer. He's heard a southern guy say, uh, you know, about about someone from LSU or I mean, he's heard all these things. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
and then he turned, you know, so he is, so, in my, so to me, it's nothing like, well, I don't know, Fogarty, I never saw that. It was that I just, he just got on my nerves. But, yeah. uh, uh, I, but what you're saying is, because I think sometimes he did celebrate the South in his songs. Sure. But he had that, he had that little twang that just, well, first of all, it's hard to talk about someone who put out the song, put me in coach. <laughs> I mean, that's just the worst. It's just a garbage song. No, that song would have been fine if I didn't have to hear it at every baseball game my entire Did life. you like this? Ba, 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 da, ba. White people in their rhythm. Today, <laughs> you could be. Oh, that's very good, John. Very good. But boo-boo. It's almost syncopated. Stop writing stupid songs. <laughs> I mean, if you could write a nice song like Wildfire, you know, that really tore at your heartstrings, that'd be different. That's the. Uh, I don't know who did that song. Oh, I've I've seen him five or six times. Uh, God, you you went uh, dancing. That's All right, back, back back to Wedding in Church County. That we have this. Um, well, let me get the lyrics back up on my phone. Okay, they're, yeah, they're, they're also on the chat if you want to pull it up there. I what, can't do that many things. I know, I know. I'm asking a lot. Hey, oh, oh, I mean, if I pulled up the, you didn't tell me there was a chat. Well, you're the expert. <laughs> I like you, when I try to. You've done 240 like, episodes. You didn't, and I hope there's show notes. Oh, I'm sure there are. Yeah. No, but you're in charge of the show notes. I don't know how to make show notes. You don't do show notes for your show? I probably should. I should at least put links to the songs. This is this is <laughs> season three, episode one. This, I, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I, this All is right, so, this is Omicron season, episode one. Right. I don't. Right, you were a, introducing it, so uh, I, and I interrupted again. But one thing I love about this album, every song, you know, to some degree or another, is about one weirdo. Whether it's uh, you know the naked man who who mugs people, or, or yeah, or, or the uh, and that, not not my favorite uh, song on the album, no, but every song on the album is great. <laughs> but this song has twenty five weirdos in it. At first, yes. you, at first, you think it's going to be the the girl, and sure, she's pretty weird. Then her dad's weird. Then her mom's weird. Then her granddad's weird. And then, then he talks about how the freaks will come to the wedding. It's like, yeah. And the thing is, like, this is like I would never put this in my act. I am never going to say anyone's a midget. He goes, her papa was a midget. Her mama was a whore. Like, I don't use the word whore. First of all, it's a different time period. Yeah, but yeah. the other part of it Both is... Both of those are problematic words, yeah. They're problematic words now, right? But uh, it's not problematic because, well, I've been listening to it since 1974. But the thing about it is that he's always... You're never thinking to take it at face value. I think that's one thing that you learn from him after a while. is like you made... You, you're feeling a lot of different things at once. You're feeling the beauty of the song... Because that's the thing I think that's amazing is the musicality. And I don't want to sound like a, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but the way that he's he's just a, such a genius songwriter, lyrically, uh, uh, m- melodically, you know. So I don't think you ever take, but you never take it at face value. You always think once you you figure out he's fucking with you, then you always are attuned to that in a way, you know. But but I still listen to this song and like. What a slimy old bastard he was. <laughs> and how about this line? You go, Man, don't you know? You go, don't you think I know she hates me? Man, don't you think I know that she's no good? 
if she knew how, she'd be unfaithful to me. How she'd be unfaithful. Yeah, if she knew how. She doesn't know. He's saying she couldn't figure out how to be. She's also stupid. <laughs> well, I, I always thought it was like, if she knew how bad things were going to get. <laughs> if she knew oh, what a oh, if terrible she knew how husband she'd be a- I'm going to be. And and you know, a lot of that comes from Marie, that, that we have this guy who... who you know, knows that he's no good for Marie. Uh, well, guilty too. Yeah, guilty too. He's, ne- you know, the thing about, you know, it's, like, it's very hard because you could, when I, and I write songs, I don't want to plug my songs again, Dan, <laughs> but when I write, I always write from my point of view. It's like the same thing with my stand up comedy, my stand up, like it says, no, I say it like so awkwardly. But uh, so it, it still when I, it threw me off. To no end when I first listened to him, because I wasn't in interest. I was this was before. I mean, I didn't know about antiheroes until I guess the sixties and seventies. I learned about it. But when you're a kid and you're going into adolescence, you know that's the last thing that you can figure out is sarcasm. Really, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe you do it at a fairly early age, but the the nuance of it. I don't know where I was going with that. I just lost my place again. Yeah, the the, the antihero. I, there's. Yes. And, and, yeah. and this this almost reads like a Flannery O'Connor story. Just these these well southern miscreants. And he's a, yes, and the guy who's singing it, he is an idiot. Yeah. Too, yeah. Right? But he so, and, we, and we haven't even brought up his impotence. Oh, yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. Th- this whole thing about uh well, let's go through the lines. I, today we'll be married and all the freaks that she knows will be there and all the people from the village will be, you know, like when I was younger, I thought about like Greenwich Village, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all the freaks. Because yeah, I thought the freaks. Cherokee County, Alabama is very, very similar to Greenwich Village. <laughs> and all the freaks that she knows will be there and all the people from the village will be there to congratulate us. I will carry her across the threshold. I will make them the light. I will attempt to spend my love within her, though I'll try with all my might. She'll laugh at my mighty sword. I, I couldn't get this out of my mind when I was in the 70s. It just was one of those lines that you would walk around going, why must everybody laugh at my mighty sword? <laughs> now, if I heard this in a stand-up act, I'd be critical. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, like yeah. a dick joke. But it's, it's like... Uh, this is the quintessential example more than Hemingway wrote about impotence. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's pretty cool. Andy, I've got to share something with you. I'm going to play it and then you can describe to the people what, what we just heard. Okay. Today we will be married and all the freaks that she knows will be there. And all the people from the village will be there <laughs> to congratulate us. I will carry across the threshold. I will make dim the light. I will attempt to spend my love within her. Though I'll try with all my might. She'll laugh at my mighty sword. She'll laugh at my mighty sword. Why must everybody laugh at my mighty sword? (laughs) (laughs) That is so cool. I, I, of course, I I forgot that. I'd never laughed as hard as I did on episode one. You know, I, so I don't think he's looking at the, maybe he calls up the lyrics sometimes, but sometimes I, I don't think he looks at the lyrics. No, he's got a head for that kind of thing. I really He really has an amazing memory for, uh, for lyrics. Of course, I'm realizing that 
I have all kinds of struggles with memory, like with my act and everything. But I realize now have, that have you have you tried this Prevagen stuff? It's made from you know. I, my favorite part is this: when he says, "I think I see," goes, "I started Prevagen about three years ago." <laughs> well, then you your memory is sticks, doesn't it? <laughs> about three. Then there's another one where it's like uh, the guy goes, "It's like it's not. It's a third one that I have having it where you." Look like Einstein. Yes, and yes, the, yes. And the woman's like going, it, "I'll tell you exactly. Oh, where's the address? It's over in this thing. Like, like intelligence is her being able to memorize the most unimportant facts that you could know. The district. Oh, that's on map seventy three. <laughs> yeah, he will make. Why am I everybody laugh at my mighty? I mean, they're okay. Here's what I'll say too. Rand Newman is a trailblazer. So, like, if you think about. All the songs, uh, and we'll take it. We'll, we'll we'll put it up against another song that is a horrible song. Uh, My Ding Dong, Chuck Berry's. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ding a Ling, right? Right. Now I love Chuck that, Berry. That's that's that that's how to do a a, a penis song wrong. Yeah. Wrong, right? So I love Chuck Berry, but not his best work. And uh, it was Andy. That was his only number one. Are you o- kidding me? Only time he hit number one on the charts. Oh, so disgusting too. Like I did on my is that the one where he gets it on his finger so he wipes it on the wall? Yeah, no, no, that that's reeling and rocking. Oh, I don't want that either. No, no, no. Chuck, I don't need to just Chuck, I want to say if you had a chance to do it all over again, keep it in your pants. Yeah, otherwise non-creepy Chuck Berry with a couple of black eyes on his resume. Yes. Um, so yeah, so you could, you know, and Harry and Harry, what's his name? Harry, Harry, keep the change. God mm. bless him. Harry Chapin. Oh, okay. God bless him. He had some good, Taxi was a great song, but his funny songs were horrible. It is not easy to do, and it's not laugh out loud funny because you're, 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 he, you're laughing at the fact that this guy thinks he has a mighty sword. Oh, he does think that, doesn't he? Yeah. He's kind of drunk, yeah. and he doesn't understand that he's not performing well. Huh. He's happy with it. So that that's the thing. It's like, uh, it's hilarious. It's not like, but it's not a song parody hilarious. It's hit your soul. I mean, some of the lines in his songs are like, there couldn't be, you know, again, it's money that I love. You know, mm-hmm. money, I, it's money, you know, I can't, they say that money can't buy you love, but it can buy you a half pound of cocaine at 16 year old girl. Well, that may not be love, but it's all right. Right. Now, that's another example, not just for that song, but I think even if he gets in trouble, it's he's has such a long career of doing this. It's so clear where he's coming from. It's kind of hilarious. And, and not only that, like people, I like a lot of people go when oh, I Love L.A. first was used as a theme song. Right. For the Lakers, people are like, oh, people don't get that it's sarcastic. No, I think people... We're celebrating that. L.A. people like how horrible our city is. It's <laughs> That's part of the charm. Sixth uh. Street. It's like to make... In fact, what's one of the things I love about Los Angeles and having moved out here, it's like we don't love... It's like we act like uh, provincial or think we're... Like San Francisco thinks they're is always angry at L.A. We know that we're a horrible city. <laughs> so it's like... Uh, it, it, it's And when you move out here, it's like modern romance... I don't mean a horrible sequence. I love it. I mean, I really love the way 
Los Angeles looks and everything. But it was like when I first moved out to L.A., Modern Romance, and I saw that. I could see how L.A. was like from Albert Brooks's eyes. And so uh, it's just the way that Randy, the way he captures these. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. I, I, I had the thread good that time, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when I go back and edit, I'll... I'll, I'll... I'll, yeah, you'll add. You'll add. No, listen. You, you, there's a, a a device out there that will take the words I'm saying, right? Oh yeah, like take Roger the words Ebert. I'm saying. We'll we'll, we'll make the robot. Yes, candidate. Ebertizer. Ebertizer. Yes. <laughs> um, so oh. let me think. Uh, okay, maybe we're both crazy. I don't know. But when he goes as okay, what is the gray wolf? Uh, is I was it just a type of wolf? I, no, I never looked it up, I, and I, I saw it know. today. I'm not afraid of the gray wolf who stalks through our forest at dawn. As long as I have her beside me, I have the strength to carry. That is I, just completely sincere. Yeah, I mean, all I can think is he's saying that she's a pretty good shot, that she's there on the porch in a rocking chair and she can take care of anything that's coming up. I don't know. No, I think it's, I think, I think it's more like he's not afraid of dying when his honey's there. Huh. <laughs> but wow. so like, how does he... You can't, this is what makes it genius. And you should do a show about uh, Randy Newman. Mm, this is what I makes it genius. It's a good idea, my friend. It'll take off like wildfire. <laughs> like the song like wildfire. Like song wildfire. Who I can't remember. You're supposed to be the person to remember where I was. Michael Martin Murphy. Uh, what, what about that? Who's that? He sang wildfire. I had to look it up. Ah. <laughs> And my wife is fussing at me because we've seen Michael Martin Murphy at least six times. <laughs> you, know, okay. it, you know, I'm just no, I'm just looking at the words in here. And I, mm-hmm. I missed what you what did you just say? I missed it. Oh, just now you know how Josh. We're feels. taking off like wildfire. Oh, <laughs> uh, but these like the different tones, the different tone in the show in the song. So in the in the first verse, it's just complete comedy. To me, she don't feel nothing. She don't know nothing. She don't do nothing, right? I and then I, and then, I have to confess. For a while, I thought she was a paraplegic. Oh, Dan, this is a, ladies and gentlemen. These letters you write right to Dan. Yeah, paraplegic yeah. letters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know about that one, Dan. You're on your own with that joke. I uh, no, that was not a joke. That was just that was just me trying to process. Figure this. it out. This yeah. is right. She don't say nothing. She don't do nothing. She don't feel nothing. Maybe she's great. So her papa was, the tone of her papa was a midget. Her mama was a whore. This is all about the guy singing the song and what, and how nuts he is in a way. I mean, I don't even know where he's coming from there, but the tone I think does change. And then it gets, it, the tone changes. So it's just beautiful. Yeah. And right. Then at the right, end, right at the gray wolf. Yeah. it's Right. But then it ends with, the mighty it doesn't end with the mighty sword it no ends no with, it, it it ends with him realizing they're both crazy that's right yeah maybe we're both crazy. so i guess what i'm saying is you can't write these type of things without being sincere in a way all the way through and i don't even know how to describe it as but just that that's the art of it you know you kind of in a way you're channeling it in a way that's the way I think of it. If I, I'm not a, a songwriter like Randy Newman, so don't go by my method, which would be stop writing for 25 years and then try again. <laughs> but uh, that that tonal thing he does, it's just amazing. I know it's just amazing. Uh, but you couldn't. But you can't write it by 
trying to write a song. I guess he, what I'm saying is he really, especially on Good Old Boys, he gets inside the heads of, I mean, like Louisiana, the sadness and, you know, uh, how depressing it was. He gets in, you really get to feel the sadness of what he's talking about, as opposed to the parts of the album where it just, he's just vicious. Yeah. You know, and so I think the only way you can do that is that that it comes, you have to have everything going for you, which is like the vast musical thing that Randy Newman has brought to American music, which is like a symphonic, I don't even know how you describe it, like a symphonic, he has combined symphonic music. Oh, with, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and so like, uh, I'm thinking about Salaway, the whole orchestra there. And and so you can't do that unless your love for his love for music, his ability to play music, his joy at hearing music is what I think transcends everything. So that's conveys the South, regardless of what his feelings might be about the South. Has he ever talked about about uh, people in the South or other than the songs? Um, I mean, he, he, he definitely speaks very fondly of of New Orleans. Um and you know he's he's beloved down there um as 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 for the south you know outside of this album i can't think of much that he that he that he, he, he mentions about it well you know it's interesting that you talk about this because there was this we, we we have been talking at one point about the country there was a time period where uh, elton john had uh, when i was growing up elton john had tumbleweed connection mm-hmm. uh crosby stills nash and young were very country to me. There was a lot of, I never had, because I grew up in New York. I think if you grow up down South, then you could have a complex, right? Uh, I never had a complex about being perceived about coming, being from down South, nor do I have a complex about loving country music. But yeah. I know a lot of people who do. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and they don't even know that rock and roll contains country music. <laughs> so during that time period, there really was not just new writers of the Purple Sage and but the Grateful Dead uh, obviously had so much a, a country influence and Randy Newman. Randy Newman, it's it's it goes beyond the country because then it gets into jazz and blues and but it's actually Randy Newman. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the song yeah. "Guilty" is Randy New. Like if I if I were a blues song, it would sound like a blues song. His sounds like a Randy Newman song. Mm. I think he's good. Yeah, I he's think, really great. I, 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 I think we've, 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 I think we can, can agree on that. Yeah, I, you know, he's I mean, good. it's like he, he might be, he might be the greatest. I mean, you can never say the greatest, but there's no greater, greater artist than him because of all the mo- many dimensions that his songs work on, uh, and that's very hard, I think. Except for Fogarty does it. Fogarty nailed it. <laughs> Fogarty nailed it when he was when he said, uh, "Just the part, put me in, coach." I, again, I go back to the clapping. Is that because white people can't clap? I and mean, why would he do that to white people in that song? He seems like a terrible person. I don't, I'm not trying to say anything bad about him, <laughs> but he doesn't seem like I. Okay, but let me put it this way: he doesn't seem like it would have been fun to be in the band with him. I, I I seem to remember the band splitting into two. I seem to remember there were two CCRs touring at once in the eighties. CCR, oh Clearden, okay Credence. I forgot yeah. it was Credence for a second, yeah. but didn't he was like, didn't the other guys like, I, oh god, just it's I unbelievable. Don't know. That's, 
We don't know. But you got me angry about Fogarty, though. I'll tell you, you got me angry about fake country. I don't like fake country. How do you feel about Graham Parsons? I don't know a lot about him, but I think I like what I've heard. I, I, uh, I, I, I think that a lot of that was because he had Emily Harris carrying him. Yeah, I haven't heard, but but I was definitely I'm definitely into like Steve. I'm into a lot of country stuff like Steve Earle and mm-hmm. Lucinda Williams. Oh and, yeah, and Chris Gaffney, who a lot of people don't know about him, and Dave, but even Dave Alvin, who used to be in the Blasters. It's just so much a part of and the band, the group, the band, and Dylan, obviously. So it's just funny to me, like it, it seemed like I think it was the prevalence of horrible country western music that made people sour. Yeah, you, you got to dig for the good stuff. That's for sure. Yeah, because all the stuff that was like, uh, I'm trying to think of who the worst people were, but I don't know. But anyway, anyway, uh, everything gets a bad rap because I do think there's a thing about uh, about our society that like, and this is where I think uh, a lot of hate, uh, uh, like jingoism comes from, is that we were we were raised to think like, uh, oh, look at those African tribes. We were raised to think, basically, we were taught about imperial. They tried to soft sell imperialism to us and colonialism. And so there's that jingoistic thing where you can see people of different groups as being primitive. Right. And so the truth is, it is it's, it's garbage. It's nonsense. So it's like the same soul singing from the Southern people here is the same in Ireland, is the same all over the world. I've always been fighting for saying Randy Newman's the greatest singer. The you know, there's no better singer than Randy Newman, and I feel that I, way I, about I Dylan too. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm being honest. I love yeah, that. Yeah. No, I, I love the actual sound of his voice. Yeah, I, I, I always say that, that the sound of his voice inspires people like me to go. Yeah, yeah, I can give this a shot. <laughs> oh, Randy or Dylan? Randy. Oh, and it's time <laughs> for questions. Yeah, we I'm love sorry. our questions so much. Oh, please. All right. Television Savalas has a question for you. <laughs> Andy, as a devoted listener to Thought Spiral. How did I you know, get these? How did you get these? I know people. Oh my God, Dan. As a devoted listener to Thought Spiral, I know of your early composition, Karen. I recently <laughs> listened to Linda by Randy Newman, and it hit me there's a similarity how you sing the song title Women's Names. Do you think you may have been unconsciously influenced by that song? Or did Randy Newman steal from a young Kindler? No. Uh, wait a second. Didn't he say McCartney? No, the, the, the Randy Newman song, Linda. Oh, what is that song? Uh, it, he's Meteor at the Carousel. It, it's from that first album. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, I and, got confused because I was li- on the first McCartney album. I got I I I, I uh, like lovely the, Linda yeah 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 yes or something like that yeah. but um no I would have Karen which I think in a lot of ways was a superior song to oh, most absolutely. of Randy Newman's I mean in the sixties what I was doing was so far ahead of my time that it was behind the times it's I, it, it's it's a modern classic it, it, it's Karen. our it's our camp town race I'm gonna sing Karen because who's gonna sue us oh, oh Karen don't waste your time on me, Karen. Can't you see? You need someone who will help you be strong. You need someone who will help you belong. But Karen, that person isn't me. 
Me, it's not me, me. Get away from me, away from me, Karen. I hate your guts, Karen. That was a later version. Oh, okay. Karen. I remember a lot of songs that had this kind of vibe. Yaka, binky, binky, banky, bonky, banky, boo. I don't know where I got it from. Look, I don't want to make this about people loving getting into the sound of my voice and my my shanana stylings. Did I lose you? <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm I'm just I'm just picturing you on 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 stage at Woodstock with with Shanana. <laughs> Do you picture it more? Okay, I'm I'm there. I'm there. Oh, oh. I auditioned in the 60s. I went to the, uh, I was, I auditioned for the Temptations. Well, I, maybe it was Sly and the Family Sly. So, I think you remember that. I, I, I didn't know you could get that low. That's impressive, Andy. Then I also, interestingly, I sang this. You might want to hear on my organ. I said, right. I'm tr- this could be a Michael Winslow meets <laughs> Ray Stevens act. <laughs> oh, well, that called me this. Do you know that I, for a while, when Twitter first started, or maybe it was Facebook, I thought Ray Stevens was following me, and it was a fake Ray Stevens. Oh, Can you believe that? What a letdown. I mean, it really was. Oh, then Nick. The best song, and talk about songs that hold up. I know this is about Ray Newman, but the song The Street, it holds up because oh, yes. we call them The Street. Yeah. A thousand years from now, what do you think they're going to be singing? They're going to be singing, Who's at the Witch Doctor and Biggie Bookie Boo? Yeah, and Guitar Zan. And, yeah. Ah, but here's the thing nothing. These, this is a genius. And I'll say it one more time. Well, you get back to the questions, but the genius is, these uh, Ray Newman songs were never going to be looked at like novelty songs. They're going to be looked at like, uh, I wish I could make money off of this because I'm getting too into it. You know, that's, I hope you're right. Part of the reason I, I started this is because I, I, I not that I'm going to do anything to restore his legacy, but it, mm, most people really only know his, you know, not, not so much his silly stuff, but it, you know, the, the, the stuff geared for the the movies or or right or, or the you know he does he, he's gone so far as to call short people a novelty song um and there's just there's just so much more to him and so you know, yeah, it, short I know people it. yeah i know i know but you know the thing is like yeah but you know it doesn't matter really it doesn't matter because obviously ultimately the art it doesn't matter even what lives on or doesn't live on we know what the deal is yeah and uh and so the fact that there are people who will uh, think of them from Toy Story, it just doesn't matter. You can't well, expect you can't expect these young people to know anything anymore about older things. I, it, I'm letting it go myself. What is it that Sharpling says about King Crimson? Uh, what does he say? We, we get it. They don't. <laughs> uh, Andy, thank you so much for doing this. This has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Folks, I'd, I'd highly recommend that, that you listen to Andy's stuff and, and follow him on Twitter. What is your Twitter handle, Andy? Uh, at Andy Kindler. At Andy Kindler. And 
we didn't even get to the other segments. We didn't get which to. is the wheel because I talked too much, right? Oh no, you didn't talk too much. I, if you want to stick around, we can spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. All right, let's. Unless do it, you, folks. I, I have time to spin the wheel. Yeah, I got time. All right, here it comes, folks. All right, you see that spinning on your screen? Yeah. Don't All right. The song. Oh, oh, it's spinning now. Yeah. So yell stop, and I will stop it, and you. Wait, do I? You'll stop it, right? Yeah, you say stop. I'll click it. Okay. Stop it for real. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel with Randy. Stop. I don't know this song at all. Okay, we've landed on William Brown. This is off of Born Again. Oh, oh, okay. Wow. Do you like it when you like it that I don't know it, right? Yeah, yeah, let's okay, cool. let, let, let's listen to it cold, and I want to get your first impressions on you it. You got it. All right, everyone, listen to William Brown, and we will be right. So I was in Salt Lake City, and this better edit together as smooth as a dream. <laughs> and by the way, I don't care what happens tonight, because I already have one in the can, baby. I already have another show. This is all gravy tonight. And I'm not one of these, I'm not creating an illusion. This was all one magical night. I don't care. I'll do 25 more nights here at the UCP. I don't care. I'm going to double my voice in the studio when I'm done. I'm going to add ADR. I'm going to loop this. Pull it up, five. Because that's how long it'll take to come out. Growing up seven. It's me looping. It's a looping. I did a looping uh, joke. Wow. And we are back. Wow. I got to say that I have her. Is that from the, that same album with uh, uh, Van Dyke Parks? No, this is from Born Again, 1979. Uh, really? Money, Money That I Love. That, oh, yeah. It's a great album. It's Money yeah. That I Love. Um, I do absolutely knew this whole album. But I never, re- so I don't remember that. Song. It's just beautiful. It and is, it, it, it I see beautiful. a good, I, I feel a good old boys feel to it too. Yeah. I, yeah. It, we, we have, and I'm, I'm glad you say that because I like to take things and, and personalize them. But here we have someone who leaves the South uh, for the Midwest and is happier for it. And uh, that pretty much sums my life up. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that. That that you interpret it that way, uh, and just well, beautiful the convention, just everything, the name of it, the fact that I didn't remember the song is because the name is kind of mundane. Yeah, yeah, it's just great. Sorry, I didn't cut you off again. Yeah, just a beautiful song, uh, folks. If you haven't heard it, go back about ten episodes ago to Peter Tutant's, uh episode where he breaks down William Brown, and he does it brilliantly. He he unearths. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second, Dan. Wait, wait, wait one minute here. Yeah. Do I have to hear you sing the praises of someone who did the show well? And they're going to listen to this show and they're going to hear the hatchet job I did on, on, I can't even think of the name of the damn song, The Wedding in Cherokee County. Hey, Some remember an hour and a half ago when we were criticizing Josh for being too hard on himself? Oh, you got me. You read... You know me, Dan. Uh, it's you a callback. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Last thing that we do is this week's cover. This week's cover. Uh, do you have a favorite Randy song that someone else has sung? Oh, you told me to do that. No, I didn't. You, oh, I'm, maybe I'm you did I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, here. uh... 
I like Joe Cocker's version. Uh, did he, what, did, who did you can leave your hat on? Was that him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe Cocker? Joe Cocker. Yeah, that's I mean, a good one. Tom Jones did it too, but I think Joe Cocker oh, did it better. Yeah, and then, um, oh, I, I like Randy's version better of Mama Told Me Not to Come. I like Randy's version better. I do too. And that's a Three Dog Night song? Yep. I, well, Randy wrote it. Three Dog Night got the hit out of it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about your your feelings about his voice. And I was like, I've never even thought about the fact that if you want to listen technically, you could go, you know, his voice is thin sometimes. It just is so perfect to me. His voice just fills up. And it's amazing to me, like back then in music, I, I wonder what the suits thought about him. I mean, it's like he, he made out that, that first album wasn't commercial, really, but no, people knew he was didn't a, go anywhere. Yeah. Oh, but, but he didn't go away after that first album either. But it didn't. I don't know. I'm just saying the fact that he no one to me has ever questioned how great his voice or, or talked about how they just accept his voice as part of the whole thing. I think the problem is that it's easy to do a bad caricature of it, just like Dylan. Yes. Uh, harder, I think, with Randy because it's more nuanced, I think. Yeah, there, there is a more nuance to it. Absolutely. Um, traveling. Oh. I'm traveling. I've been traveling. <laughs> All right. Now, 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 now do your Randy. And the moonlight, Zabazoo. I went into Adam Sandler at the end. Zabba, Zabazoo. <laughs> That's easy to do, isn't it? Oh, um, I know. Andy, you have been an absolute delight. Thank you this so much. This was fun, Dan. Yeah. Thank you. Well, t- tell Josh hello. And, and, uh, and I can't believe I finally did this. How long has it been? Well, I uh, let's see. Josh did this in june of 2020 and he came on on thought spiral and and you said then oh i want to do that so you know we're coming up on a year and a half that's not bad no, that's, that's, new, not bad. that's pretty good yeah I'm, I'm proud of how i follow through yeah i mean you released your album what eight years after you recorded yeah, that's it, right so. <laughs> that's right but the bitcoin jokes were still fresh uh, where'd you get that jacket from Bitcoin? <laughs> oh, I don't know how President Boehner would think about that. <laughs> that that I would never have made that call, right? In for real. No. Or it'll be President Boehner, maybe. Or who is the uh, Carly Farina? <laughs> I I loved when someone came back uh, a, a couple months ago and calculated how much that Bitcoin jacket would be worth now. <laughs> oh, they did? I don't remember yeah. that. What I'll, would I'll, it be worth? I'll, oh, it we was don't know. A couple hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm all over NFTs, so. Oh, I, I, I figured, I figured that would absolutely be your gym. <laughs> Thank you so much, Andy. Thank you, you have Dan. A great day. All right. You too. Well, how about that? Wheel of Randy is back. Thanks, guys. I had a great time today, and so did you. Will Brandy is part of the Good Trash Media Network. You may ask, what else is on the Good Trash Media Network? Well, there is the Praise Down, where our good friends Heath and Alex 
are two secular boys taking a kind and slightly ironic look at contemporary Christian music and media. Then we have the Good Crash Genre cast, where Dalton and his pals say very smart things about movies that aren't always very smart. I listen to both of them. You'll have a great time. Wheel of Randy will be back real soon. If you want to be a guest, I would love to have you on. If you want to re-record any of our theme music or record one of your own like Jason did at the start of this, drop me a line and tell all your friends to spin the wheel. We'll see you next time. Bye. Wheel of Randy.